return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Hey everybody, this is Josh Martin. And I'm Marty Hyde. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Tattoos and Jesus podcast. I am very happy to be here. Here at TNJ, we seek to blend the righteous with the ridiculous. Please explain. We discuss coffee, counseling, Christianity, and whatever else crosses our mind. We hope you enjoy. Okay, let's go. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Tattoos and Chargers. I mean, Tattoos and Jesus. Fall edition. Fall edition with our lovely co-host. Well, first of all, flanneled up. And on a two-game winning streak in fantasy football, the Chesney Catfish's owner. We ain't no bottom feeder anymore, baby. Marty Hyatt. We're second from the bottom. But nothing compares. I can't, you know, I am on a winning streak. You know, I don't want to, you know, toot my own horn, but I'm kind of a big deal now. Mm. Um, You won last night the Chargers game Mm. versus Broncos. Preach. You beat Jonathan Vaughn in your head-to-head matchup. Let's hear it. By the smallest amount of points possible in a fantasy league. Absolutely. On the the next-to-last play. Next-to-last play on the – Justin Herbert, little pass. Yep. Got me point two five points. So you won. It, the, the what was the final score? One oh seven to one oh seven point two five. Yes, that is impressive. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was very exciting. It was a lovely game. We actually won on a field goal kick, which is not normal for the chart. We usually lose yeah. because of our field goal kicker. Even though our <laughs> field goal kicker had a pulled hamstring. You know, First did you see uh, Russell Wilson pulled his hammy in the fourth? Yeah, I saw where he said something about that. This was a big week. If, if you're a, if you're a football fan, college or um, pros, this was a big field goal weekend. Did you watch the Alabama Tennessee game? Yep, every minute. That was arguably one of the best fourth quarters of football I've ever seen. Oh, it was great. Well, it's really not for the defense. It was probably one of the worst football games ever in defense. But the fact that Tennessee and Alabama just exchanged touchdowns, I thought it was going to be like 80 to 85 or something. The um, fun fact, Grayson, who's in our fantasy league, is a Tennessee fan. Okay. And watched it at my house and almost brought him to tears when they won. I bet. That game was insane. And especially since it came down to also a field goal kick with a field goal kicker who had just missed a point after attempt like 20 minutes earlier. Like if I was the coach, I would have had a lot of anxiety about putting him in. And I'll be honest, he came through clutch with a really ugly knuckleball of a kick. Yeah, it was. A, it was ugly. It got, I think it looked like it was tipped. Yeah, but it was. <clears> I mean, it went straight it went as an arrow. But it just spun sideways. Do you see where they carried the field goal post out of the stadium yes. and threw it in the river? Threw it in the river. That's that's classic. That's classic. Awesome. I told my dad fandom. we were talking about, it and I said, I didn't realize how much of a Vols fan I really was until that game because I was pulling for him hard. It's only three hours away. I know Knoxville. Knoxville. I think I didn't realize the stadium was that close to the river. We went and visited one time, but didn't realize it was right there beside the river. But yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. And then all the videos you saw surfacing of all the stars and celebrities and everybody being out all night celebrating. Yeah. So anyway, good times. <clears throat> well, listen, that we've got us. 
a little round of pumpkin spice latte. So on the coldest day of the year so far, fifty-five was the high. High of fifty-five. When I left this morning at six a.m., it was freezing. Thirty-four degrees. Yeah. Got my golf trip this weekend. Looking forward to teeing off at about thirty-eight degree weather. Mm. Frozen solid. Where Shout are you going? Out. Where? Lake Lore. Oh, it's even going to be worse. Lake Lore. Um, but yeah, so we're sitting here. So me and Marty did a little, little discussion, little conversation about what we wanted to try as pumpkin spice. Yeah. Coffees, and so we're going with the classic. Because. Are we put? Are we going strictly taste now, or are we adding price into it, or is it just all taste? taste. I mean, PSL that is price is no option. We're talking about wealthy white women in leggings here. Mm. They don't they don't skimp on price. Um. With that being said, mm-hmm. we have the. Famous. Burn your mouth off. Scald your tongue. (laughs) QT pumpkin spice cappuccino coffee that you get out of the machine. Correct. For 99 cent. Medium cup for 99 cent. Yeah. I told you how impressive their new cups were. Tell me you ain't liking that thing. I mean, it looks cool. It looks cool. It's sleek. It is sleek. We're not going to get on this whole thing. We just. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Marty's drooling on himself here. Have you tried it yet? Is this your first sip? No, this is my third. Because I took because you brought it about twenty minutes ago, so I I tried it then to make sure I had a fresh flavor. You know when it was hot because it's cooled off a good bit. Well, it's QT, so it's not. It's cooled off quick. It has. I already have a number in my mind. Do you? But before I say it, I want you to go first because (laughs) it's QT coffee. Cappuccino. It's really QT cappuccino, so they do a little mixture. Okay. You said price isn't an issue. This was ninety nine cents. Mm-hmm. For ninety nine cents, I mean it's a it's a it's a good deal. I mean ninety nine cent, yeah. Um. Do you get an after flavor? Is there an aftertaste you're getting with this bad boy? What's your score, and then we'll talk about it because I don't want influence. Here's the, okay. I mean, cute. I mean, okay. There was a stand-up comedian, <clears throat> rest in peace, Mitch Hedberg. You ever listen to Mitch Hedberg? No. All right, all of y'all go Google it when you're not around your children and you don't mind listening to profanity. He's absolutely hilarious, but he cusses a lot. Okay. So he had this, and he was he also died of substance use. He was an addict, and so he had this joke. There's a there's a moral to this story. Just let me go down my rabbit trail. Yeah, go ahead. So he had this joke that he would tell. He would say, people used to ask me why I keep drinking because of the hangover. And he said, hey, guys, just because the end isn't good doesn't mean the beginning and middle part's not great. Okay. He's funnier in saying it. (laughs) Um, That was the joke. Can we add a sound effect there? (laughs) 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 (laughs)
the middle part's good. But then it tastes like diaper. <laughs> diaper. It tastes like the after flavor. There's an aftertaste that is like one of the um I can't put my finger on it, but it's one of those jelly bellies that we tried. And I can't figure out which one. Is it stinky socks, maybe? Or There's dish. A dish soap? Is dish, it dish dirty dishes or it something? It might be. There is an after flavor that's the same after flavor as one of the nasty jelly bellies. Like, not so nasty, I won't drink it, but it's pretty bad. So the problem is this. If I had to only score the first two-thirds of this PSL, I would probably give it like a solid, it's real sugary, but I'd probably give it in the sevens. But I have to score it based on the entirety of the product. Based on the entirety of the product, including the aftertaste, four-eight. Five-two. Mm. So split the difference. We'll go five even. Five even. This is the this is literally the most average cup of PSL you can possibly buy. The texture's weird. Like it's not coffee. Well, yeah. obviously it's a cappuccino, so it's well, got it's, a little thicker flavor. Or it's thicker a powder. It's a powder that's melt, melted into water. Yeah, and so you can definitely. But the aftertaste is because you get it's like a okay. Bam, pumpkin spice, and then once that that flash in the pan's gone, it's like, yeah, what is that? If you don't have to, if you can skip the aftertaste, it's really good. Yeah, it's it's that aftertaste though. It's it's interesting. I wish it's awful. It's not good. You know what? The, you know what? It, I know what it is. But it's ninety nine cent. All right. You know, after you ever throw up, when was the last time you threw up? Last night watching the Chargers play. <laughs> you know, after you throw up, there's this acidic-y type aftertaste in your mouth. After you vomit, that's what this taste is. It tastes like after vomit mouth. Oh, that's exactly what it is. It tastes like after. It, it's the aftertaste of the vomit one. Yes. Oh, that it's makes the sense. aftertaste of the vomit jelly belly, which does taste like your mouth yeah, after true. you throw up. Am that's I true. wrong? No, I, I understand. I'm with you. Oh, so if you want a really good pumpkin spice latte that has a, a vomit small aftertaste. experience of vomit afterwards, this is the one. This is that's it. That's exactly what it is. This is it. I'm right, aren't I? Yeah. This is not the best, but it's 99 cents, so it's okay. It's okay. Oh. But no, I would, I, it's almost tempting to go make a Starbucks pot of pumpkin spice instead and just fill our cups up. What do you when think? When it's finished. Do you think we should go on QT's like website? Can we leave reviews? Yeah. And like leave a, a review about the pumpkin spice latte and talk about how good it is, but how it has the aftertaste of vomit? See what see what happens. See what happens. Go on there. Like, do you ever see? Do you ever see funny reviews where people go on like Amazon and leave reviews that are absolutely hilarious? Yeah. Yeah. I did that. Um, my dad has a book on Amazon, and I went and looked at some of the reviews of random people, and. Then I went down a rabbit trail of just random things I clicked on. It's crazy how people take the time 
to actually go on there and write some of this stuff. Hold on. What book are you talking about? My dad wrote a book called Son of a Peach. Son of a Peach. Yeah. It's about all of his, like, (laughs) stories and different things like that. It's him holding up. I actually took the picture. Didn't give me no creds, but it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. So what were some of the reviews? What did people say? I'm about to find out. All right. So I saw... So my wife leaves reviews on Amazon for products. But you know why? Because this has happened numerous times. I'm going to let you all in on an insider trading secret here. If you buy a product off Amazon, generally speaking, you're buying a product from a vendor somewhere. Right? Not Amazon itself, but some vendor. And so if you leave a bad review about the product, a lot of times they will give you your money back if you agree to take the review down. Or they'll send you money for their store, or they will send you just a replacement product if you agree to take the review down. And so my wife has never lied, like, but if she gets a product that doesn't meet her expectations, it wasn't what it was supposed to, or it messes up, 100% she goes on there and leaves a review, and a very honest review, like, hey, you know, really like this product, but, and she'll put it. I can't tell you, there's been numerous times when they've reached out to her and say, hey, I'm really sorry you didn't love this product. You know, we'd be more than happy to, re, you know, give your money back or whatever if you'll take down that review, you know, because it's this store that's our livelihood, blah, 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 negative publicity, blah, blah, and we get free crap. That's actually very, very good information, Marty. Sometimes you, you're hit or miss on some things. No, that's my wife. This my is wife. hit. Oh, well then, yeah. Appreciate Ashley's, you. Thanks. Shout out to Ashley. Woo! Oh, shout out Dang to her. Ashley. All right, so. I think we should start a thing where we go do leave negative reviews on products we want but have never purchased. Done. To see Pumpkin sp- all if kinds they of will send us a free replacement. <laughs> do a $1,000 laptop and see if it happens. There's five reviews total. Okay, for your dad's son of a peach book. It'll bring a few smiles to your face. That's what you're telling me? Four or that's star what the- by Guess Girl. Guess Girl? It's mainly written for and about some s- local s- residents of uh, of the author's small hometown in South Carolina. Homey and readable, even if you're not a local. Like, what's the point? Like, it's four, you gave it four stars. Why did they read the book? Like, why did they even purchase it? I don't know. I figured most of them would be small town life has never been portrayed with more warmth and humor than you will find in this charming set of essays about life in the 1950s. Tommy Martin has captured the spirit of Gaffney, South Carolina, which his house of cards can never appreciate. Did your dad write that review? It says a Kindle customer, so... A Kindle customer. Okay. My guess would be, I, I always wondered if they just send that, like, or pay people to write reviews or whatever. Yeah. One one actual story that is, um, pretty good actually, is. So my dad is the editor and owner of Cherokee Chronicle, which is a newspaper. He actually opened up the newspaper about the same time I was born, 
It was about a year after I was born. <clears throat> it's about the, about almost to the year. He bought a building in downtown Gaffney. Yeah, at that time it was okay to buy a building in downtown Gaffney. So this building, my entire life. I've always been told by my my parents, me and my friends, was haunted. It was a haunted building. I've I've heard that too. In downtown Gaffney. Yes. I've heard stories about people that witnessed paranormal activity at the Chronicle building. Really? Yeah. Who? I can't drop patient names. Oh, okay. <laughs> um so uh long story short, there's a history behind the building that gives it its paranormal features, which is during the Great Depression, it was a bank. And there's actually, if you go into the basement, I should take you sometime. If you go into the basement, there's a tunnel that leads under the road where they used to transfer money back and forth to another bank. There's two banks. They've walled it off in the middle, but you can still walk under the road. So you're literally under the road and you go to the tunnel. Yeah, because every time there would be like a possible tornado, which was like twice in my lifetime, he would always say that's the safest place in the world to be because you're completely underground <clears throat> um, until it collapses the building on top of you and you can't get out of the tunnel, but whatever. So and nobody's going to know. No. Let's check under the road. Let's check under the road. So, Do um, you get cell phone reception in the tunnel? Uh, maybe. So I'm just, trying to th- I'm just trying to navigate me, the Me and my friends, <laughs> actually, there's a couple years in a row, we spent the night in the Chronicle for the weekend to to experience paranormal activity. And it's one of those things where you're so hyped or you're so ready to be involved with some type of paranormal something that the You're slightest oh it no doubt <laughs> the slightest movement will get you absolutely freaked out. So the ghost's name was Virgil. Virgil, that's what that's what I was told. Virgil, yes. Um, I never finished the story. Anyway, during the Great Depression, oh, <laughs> uh, which is what ADD the, background. The bank. There was a banker on the second floor jumped out the window, committed suicide. Like that's a true story. True story. The other one that my dad was thinks, his name Virgil. I don't know. The one that my dad thinks you should get him on here to tell some stories. He's got some. I've crazy asked stories. you to get your dad on. He's the not show. good with technology. We'll see. <clears throat> is there was an eighteen year old kid. I think he was 18. He was a younger guy. Yeah. Who was, it was in the process of building the building, mm-hmm. redoing the roof, fell off the very top roof, died. So two people have died off of the building. So they yeah. think it's inhabited by paranormal activity. You know, I saw a thing the other day. I showed this to my wife that said the first person that died building the Hoover Dam. And I think I get the date right. Died on December 20th, such and such year. The last person that died building the Hoover Dam died the same day, December 20th, 13 years later, and was the son of the first person that died. Really? That's kind of wild. Yeah. That's your Tuesday TikTok. (laughs) There we go. What a plug. (laughs) What a plug. What a segment that just got thrown in right there. That's perfect. So, long story short. Yes. Paranormal two activity. Two guys died. One jumped off. None of them off, related. Fell, they weren't related. Were not father, son. That I know of. 
Um, Let's be honest. Everybody in Gaffney is related. That's true. But we actually had, so me and my friends would do, and then we would stage it. Like, I would always be like, hey, y'all want to go see it? I'd have, I'd go and let three friends, three friends in to, like, go around and hide in the building, and we'd walk people through, and they'd slam doors, um, and people would run out. We actually had the cops called on us one time because we drug a girl inside. Uh, what? But it was one of my it was one of my buddy's girlfriends at the time. We drug her inside. She was crying. We drug her inside. So I mean, it looks a little sketch. I don't know that you need to be putting this on like media. And the platform. cops were called, and my dad called me and was like, "Hey, the cops are coming. Are y'all? Are you there? Because somebody had drug a girl." Who How'd was your crying. dad know? The so the guy whose shops beside us was there, but we didn't and know watched it. Watched him and watched us drag her inside. Um, but how did your dad find out? Does he listen he to called, the police yeah. scanner, or that no, guy he called, called your dad? the guy called my dad? And so, but we'd set it up, we stage it. <laughs> but uh, my dad would be there a lot of times. My mom's also said this, and there's people who's worked there that's actually said this. Okay. There's three stories. I'll make them quick. One is my dad usually multiple times has been typing on a Sunday, Saturday afternoon. Nobody's there, typing up the article, creating the newspaper, whatever. And he'd hear doors shut to the point where he'd get up and call people's names to see who it is. Walk around, nobody's there. He's heard people walking upstairs on the third floor to the point to where he went up there one time to see if who was up there. Like he, he was scared why somebody was, had been living up there. Why was that a good idea? Because he wants to know who's up there. And he thinks he's the man to confront them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he probably he was packing a little bit, but um, so he that's what he thought. So he's had multiple stories like that. My mom's had done the same thing Saturday and Sunday. I'm good at clearing buildings too. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> Maybe it was you practicing to be a police officer. Um, and she's she's been she was sitting there typing, all of a sudden across the office. A stack of papers completely thrown off of the desk into the floor to the point where it wasn't Your air. mom witnessed this. My mom witnessed this. Okay. And then another lady who worked there was walking down the steps. And when you talk to her, eyes well up, cold chills on her arms. I, I, I witnessed this myself. Hair standing up. She was walking down the steps and felt like something grabbed her ankle and she fell all the way down the steps and like bruised like her legs, her ankle was sprained. I'll be honest, if I accidentally fell down steps as an adult, you might have to I would that. I would I would come up with a story too on how it was Virgil. Yeah. That took me out because the alter mm-hmm. one gets you like credibility and attention like you were involved in the, the legend of Virgil. The other one just makes you look ridiculous. Yeah. That's true. I'm not going to call her a liar, though. She, But she has motive. There's <clears> motive <throat> there. And then one time, there's on YouTube, we had a paranormal activity hired group come in and do like a whole YouTube yeah. segment where they test things out. A woman got supposedly scratched by a ghost. She showed the marks on the camera. I, wasn't, I let them in, but I, I didn't stay. Why not? It was like twelve o'clock at night, and I didn't. I I was in my, I was in a phase of my life where I didn't care to uh okay. to stay. But <clears throat> um, right. the old substation two forty. Yeah, mm. spurs right there. But yeah, so the Chronicle building is 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 haunted now. 
spoiler alert, which we'll get into this topic. I don't believe in ghosts. But, <laughs> wow, you had me until that punchline. Yeah. But <clears throat> it is interesting to hear the stories about it. So what is the most paranormal experience of your life? Like, what is the scariest, most craziest thing you have ever personally experienced? Still remember it to this day. My, not to get deep and emotional, but my grandma just passed away. I was probably, I was dry. I just started driving, so I was in between ninth and tenth grade. Hold on, your grandma just passed away, like recently? in ninth and tenth grade. Oh, at the time this happened, at that time your this grandma happened. had just yeah. passed away. Yeah. So my grandma just passed away. I was in ninth or tenth grade. <clears throat> yeah. And I was laying in bed. I mean, it, it wasn't. It was you know. And she lived in our house. The towards the end, she lived in our house for a few months. So I'm sitting there. I'm a, I'm asleep. And I'm not even kidding you. I have a vivid dream of talking to her in my room and her literally like shoving her hand on my back and like pushing me on my back to the point to where I woke up because I almost fell off of the bed because I had a twin bed at the time. And I still like I felt the like I felt it on my back. Like I, I truly felt the hand mark on my back and it scared me so bad it freaked me out so bad i stood up for i stayed up for the entire night i was i was freaking out because i was in and out and so but i felt it on my back and it woke me up i was i was almost off the bed and i stood up for the rest of the night and that's the only time and i've had a lot of things happen as a kid and we talked about it earlier where my dad said the ha- he felt like the house was haunted one time. He heard a- he heard somebody dribbling a ball upstairs. Went upstairs, nobody was up there, and so that's where me and my brother stayed. And there's a lot of weird things that happened while I was there, but that was that's that's the top top of the top, hands down. Still to this day, it just gives me cold chills thinking about. It, it gives me cold chills hearing the story. Cheers, cold, cold cheers. cheers, cold chills. What about you? Mm. So, God, this coffee's this? so bad. It's, yeah, it's rough. I'm going to drink the whole thing, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to let your 99 cents go to waste. <laughs> Inflation, sure. man. Okay. This gift coffee card. was 50 cents a it's year a gift ago. gift card. It's okay. You throw it away. <laughs> Where do you keep getting QT gift cards? I couldn't use it last time, so I'll use it this time. So, you've bought us lunch twice now. Yeah. Oh, man, it's tender. All yeah. right. So, when I was in the middle school... One night I had a dream that I, it's going to sound so stupid. I had a dream that I ate the world's largest marshmallow. I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. I was, when you told me you had a story and you were like, yeah, I was a kid and I, I was freaking out. Yeah. There was no shot that I would have, have ever even imagined that a large <laughs> marshmallow was involved in this well, story. Listen. I had a dream that I ate the world's largest marshmallow. <laughs> I'm just I, even, I can't <laughs> even take you see, like the start of the story. I can't. Even. Well, here's the thing. When I woke up, my pillow was gone. <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent done with you. I should have known this was kind of some kind of stupid setup for some kind of bull crap. 
I'm just kidding. Uh, That's like a running joke in my family. I forget where it came from. I think my dad used to say it. He'd be like, I dreamt away the world's largest marshmallow, and I woke up and my pillow was gone. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I have a real one. Get it on us. That's a great joke. Get it on us. Here's the thing, though. Jokes like that take wit. It's witty. And so it doesn't even, like, you have to, you have to get it. I think it's so, pretty clear. <laughs> I don't think there's much wit to it. Well, I say that because I said that the other day. I was somewhere, and I think I was with an, somebody older. And I said it, and they just looked at me, and they're like, okay. And, like, we just kept talking. I don't think it registered. Or they they didn't care for the joke. Ah, that's clearly not it. Right? It's got to be the fact that they didn't get the joke. That's right. Because if, if they got it, the joke, it would be hilarious. It, funny. Right. Yeah. Continue with your paranormal story. Okay. Outside of the marshmallow. The marshmallow. I'm about to flip this <laughs> yeah. table. Paranormal uh, activity. All right. So here's... This isn't really paranormal. I have never firsthand experienced paranormal activity. I've been very close to it. But never. So I will say though, okay, I'll tell you the paranormal one first. The closest I ever came to paranormal activity was I had a friend that went to Clemson when I was at North Greenville, and he wanted to visit this um, near Furman University is a cemetery. And um, again, I'm going back like 15, 20 years, but like to the best of my memory, <laughs> prior to Furman, you know, you go back. To the 18, 19, early 1900s, I believe there was a hospital there, primarily a children's hospital maybe, and so the cemetery was largely, there was a lot of children buried there. You know, it was very historic. It was this little side road near Furman University. You wouldn't even know it's there because it's only, you know, 50 yards long at max, most 50, probably more like 25, and <clears throat> it's just an old road that used to be a road. And now it just runs into a fence that is Furman University. And so he just had heard, he was a history major, enjoyed history, that there was this historic cemetery there. Um, and he wanted to swing by and just look at it and just see it. Well, he was heading back to Clemson. And so it was like 9, 10 o'clock at night. We go out there. And so there's this McDonald's right off this exit. So we park at the McDonald's. We walk across the street, and there's the little road. You walk up there. And sure enough... There was this cemetery, and I mean, it was an acre, maybe. I mean, it was, it was half acre, I, I, you know, of <clears throat> of head, headstones. You know, the old, like, limestone-looking ones that yeah. like, wear away with time, that kind of Civil War-ish almost feeling. Yeah. And, um, and sure enough, and a lot of them were kids. A lot of them were kids. So we're just walking around. Me and him, there's these two girls with us. We're walking around looking at it. It was nothing... I mean, we're there for a few minutes, and then this these people show up. They drive down this little road in a truck, and they were um, paranormal researchers. Yeah. And so they're like, yeah, we're going to stick around and see if we can get some readings, because we've heard that there's a lot of paranormal activity. There's orbs in photos. I don't know. I don't buy a lot of that stuff. Right. And so, I mean, but what ended up, here's the thing that ended up happening is, one of the girls that were with us got really freaked out, right? I was probably freaked out. I can't remember. I was probably looking for an excuse to leave at this point because I was like, we messing with voodoo. Like, Jesus ain't going to forgive me for this. <laughs> they about to break out like a goat, and <laughs> I don't know what's about oh, to happen. Yeah. And so 
I was just like, man, I got, I got to get out of here. And so um, she was freaking out. She wanted to go back. She wanted somebody to walk her. So I walked her back. So we just went and sat in the car. My buddy's like, I'm going to stay a few minutes, see what this is about. All right, so he swears. Like, he stayed for a few minutes. He got creeped out or something. He decides to come back. He swears. Now, he could be lying. But let's assume he's not. Because <clears throat> if he's not, this is the closest I got to paranormal activity. He says he was walking back down this road. And all of a sudden, he hears somebody walking next to him. And he's by himself. Like, he looks around. No, but he swears he hears, you know, click, clack, click, clack, somebody walking. And, like, when he would stop, it would stop. The moment he'd start walking again, the footsteps would start again. And he said the whole entire way down this little side road to the main road that crosses over to McDonald's, there's these footsteps walking next to him. And the moment he gets to the main road, he stops, the footsteps stop. And when he crosses, they don't. So they followed him all the way down to the road and then stopped. And he continued on. That was it. Okay. I was making sure it wasn't like a joke. This was no, 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 no. That was no. Yeah. So he's halfway across the road. A car comes by. He hears a loud noise. And there was a dead ghost on the ground. You. So you personally never experienced Mm-mm. what you feel like is, is paranormal. Not to, I'm trying to think. Like, I want to say there was another something that happened. But I can't I can't put my finger on it because I'm having this vague memory. Uh, but I can't. Like, not that I can readily that point to. Like, that's the closest thing. Because I was there. I was at the McDonald's. I saw him cross the road. And when he came over there, he was, like, kind of freaked out. Like, yeah. like you'll never believe what just happened. All right. <clears throat> so let me ask you this question. Yeah. This is, a, this is a fun topic here. What are your thoughts as a Christian believer? Because sometimes it doesn't mix well. Sometimes people yeah. have different opinions. Paranormal activity from a biblical worldview. What's your what's your take on it? Because there's part of me. Because to be hundred percent honest, there's part of me that wants paranormal activity to be real because I think it's cool. Grew up with it. You think it's cool? I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. Okay. Me and my friends would go and do the whole like Hell's Gate oh. cemetery at Spartanburg. <clears throat> we did all that growing up. We we Booger Jim's Bridge. We went and visited. We we. I'm not gonna go down that story. There was a there was a whole weekend that we spent trying to find a, the victim of a Gaffney Strangler's house that's actually over there near the mall in the middle of the woods. Her house was in the middle of those woods that they tore down now to build building complexes. And we went took my car through the uh, this is illegal, but went around the closed gate and went through the trail that led to her house. Um, two nights in a row and then found out it burned down last night and we were looking for nothing. But um, So there's always like there's always that want for it to be real. You know, I've never wanted that. There's nothing like about so that cool. that Marty wants. It's cool. It makes you get... It's not cool to have diarrhea and me doing that would <laughs> yeah. provide that. Let's not do that. Um, <clears throat> but what's your personal opinion on paranormality from personally and then from a... <clears throat> I will say this. I have had too many people that I know experience weird crap 
to call it junk, to call it not true. Right. Like, I've had too many people have just weird experiences to say that it's not real. But just to acknowledge that experience is legitimate doesn't answer the question of, well, then what the crap is it? Right. And, like, I don't know, man. Like, I firmly believe that if, you know, kind of like in uh, in the Garden of Eden. So. Uh, There's a mini dragon. If you. If you <laughs> y'all missed it. Josh or somebody was trying to convince us yesterday that when it says Satan was a serpent in Genesis chapter 3 or whatever, it was a mini dragon. Like Mulan. Like Mulan. So now every time you think about the serpent tempting Eve, picture Eddie Murphy. Right. <laughs> Voiced by Eddie Murphy. That's right. Uh, um, or Bill and I thought about the snake from the old Robin Hood. Where he's like, come on, little guy. Yeah. With yeah. The lisp. So Satan has a lisp. Yeah. Satan has a lisp and he's a mini dragon. Mm. So anyway, but you got to remember if you put yourself backwards in the story of Genesis uh, chapter or just the, the creation story. There was a level of, okay, so it's not that sin or Satan or any of the things that when, when they ate of the the fruit, right? When they ate of the fruit and they became aware, those things weren't created at that time. They were just no longer shielded from awareness of them. Correct? Awareness of what? Sin. Like Satan. good and evil. Good and evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally the name of the tree. The tree... Uh, <clears throat> of the knowledge of good and evil. They were shielded from the knowledge of good and evil. Right, 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 right. right. Good and evil existed. Yeah. They just lived in this blissful world. It's kind of that ignorance is bliss. Exactly. Mindset. I got you. So they became knowledge of good and evil. So it makes me wonder, Are there? what are the other layers? That maybe there were other fruits in the garden. What if what if they'd ate off a different tree? You were good. You were doing so. You were headed to the to the, like, the right direction. Well, no, it's <laughs> <laughs> that you just said. What if? <laughs> what if? What do you think the orange the would have pears. Yeah. No, it's but seriously, like, I don't think that we know everything. So how I don't does that? Think, I'm a fully aware. I'm a hundred percent convinced that when it comes to things outside mm. of the senses that we exist. The senses that we exist and the soul that inhabits us, mm-hmm. I think there are other, there's the spiritual realm. Let's just call it that. The yeah. spiritual realm, right? The spiritual realm in it encases eternity in Christ, but it also encases like all other spiritual activity. Right. Right. Angels, demons, the whole sore fighting, boop, boop, whole deal. I didn't, okay. Um, and this other stuff exists in that realm. Right? Maybe it's two realms. I don't know. But I'm just saying, because like even in scripture, what the Catholics would call purgatory mm-hmm. is kind of a biblical idea of the place of the dead. And so like mm-hmm. there's some debate amongst, like, is there a place of the dead that houses all people until the final judgment? Right? There's a lot of theological debate around that. But it's the truth still exists. Like, there's this other realm or other realms mm-hmm. that it makes me wonder. It's like, man, what am I oblivious to? What am I ignorant to, not because of stupidity, but because God hasn't given us... There's a protection there. Exactly. Protection's a good word. I got you. That we don't That's have... It's kind of like 
the third eye yeah um is there and what all is encased there how can it interact with the here and now that we know to be reality yeah um does it involve people that have died mm-hmm. or is it demonic activity is it oh man i'm that's a good thought. That's actually a really good thought. Thank you. That's a really good thought. So it's like the ignorance is bliss aspect that played out in the Garden of Eden mm-hmm. also plays out today. And yeah. that can also include the spiritual paranormal it, realm that we talked about. Because Genesis clarifies it was yeah. the knowledge of good and evil, not the knowledge of everything you currently don't have knowledge of. Right. Just of what's good and what's bad. That's right. That's good. Because here's... If I had to, if I had to give you a quick answer, though, what I have always chalked up extracurricular activity to be, there's some holes in this, mm-hmm. is demonic activity mm-hmm. playing into the fears mm-hmm. and the beliefs that that Satan and his minions know people want to be true. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm walking around a kid's cemetery looking for paranormal activity. And I'm an evil force on the other side. Do you know what I want? know those people are looking for? Something that confirms the paranormal activity related to mm-hmm. the people in that cemetery. And so can they, because it shows like people can be possessed by demons. Mm-hmm. So we know that evil can demonstrate itself outside of the bounds that we know to be the laws of the universe. Mm-hmm. Within the universe. Mm-hmm. So what keeps it from demonstrating itself in weird ways to create these experiences? Mm. That's good. <clears throat> two things Two things kind of came up as you were talking. First of all, credit to Marty because that was, that was, that's an excellent point, I will say. <laughs> that's an excellent point. Um, Thanks. I, I didn't. It. I don't think, I don't think <clears throat> we talked about it beforehand. But it's almost like... We talked. We talked about this in. I don't know if it's in supervision or something, but how the brain is that probably at that conference? How the brain shifts you out of reality to protect you. Yeah, and it's kind of the same concept as far as the ignorance is bliss. Is there's something that's so traumatizing, or something that's so life altering, that you are put into a place to where you can function. And so it shields you from whatever that is. And it kind of is the same thing as far as possibly the paranormal. You know it's probably there, but you don't have full access to it so that you can function daily without thinking about all these things that are going on around us. Well, here's God created us as finite beings. We're limited in our capacity to know and experience and to like we're not God. And so we're not capable of handling God-level knowledge and experiences because we're finite beings. Um, my great-grandma used to say um, something along the lines of, you can't put a big head on a small kid. And I think I'm saying that right. And But the meaning behind it was, when children go through adult-level experiences, you can't expect them to operate like an adult and to process it like an adult because kids weren't made to have adult experiences. They were made to have kid experiences. Mm-hmm. And when they have adult experiences as a kid, it screws them up. Yeah. 
And so sometimes I think that's probably what's true with us too, is we're adults, and so we think we're God sometimes. We mm-hmm. like to we like to play the role of God, mm-hmm. but the reality is is you can't put a God head on a finite human being. Mm. Look at you. You're killing it today. Go ahead. Pumping it. It's got to be the QT coffee. It's QT coffee. It's got to be the QT coffee. And so what happens is, I bet if we were aware of God-level knowledge, we would combust immediately. Combust? Like mentally. Like we couldn't handle it. We We would crush. We would crush. We would mentally, emotionally explode under the knowledge and the pressure and the realization in the same way that a a kid when he experiences adult level stuff and the gap from child to adult is much smaller than adult to god let's just say that's that's not a that's not equal gaps yeah and look at a child when it goes through traumatic experiences traumatic loss abuse neglect you know whatever debilitation disability um it's pretty severe and that's what happens. Like it fragments our personality. It's where mm-hmm. dissociative identity. That's what you're referring to. Mm-hmm. We were at a training talking about dissociative identity disorder. It's a survival mechanism where your brain compartmentalizes parts of your personality to protect it from itself mm-hmm. because it can't handle the trauma it's been put through at an early age mm-hmm. prior to our ability to process and reason through the trauma that we've been through. Mm-hmm. And so imagine what we would do as humans if we got full knowledge of what the eternal beings see, know, and do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that would be wild. I mean, to just a uh, you get a and it's almost like you get a. It's gonna sound. That's nah. Well, nah. It's not that bad. It's almost like when you read the Bible, and you read stories, and you know the Bible is true, but you read the stories as if it was a story and not reality. Yeah, and trying to grasp. It's almost the same concept of trying to grasp this, that this happened, mm-hmm. while also also understanding that well, we, there's something to it. Because there's a lot of like stories like that. It's like we dumb it down so that we can fully grasp it, instead of allowing it to be in its full magnitude so that it breeds awe and humility and the realization there is so much so bigger going on, right? Go read Revelation. We're in Revelation in church, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. You go read Revelation. One of the best series that you pointed me to was Matt Ch- uh, Matt, Matt Chandler's Chandler. what year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. He did a series. It was amazing. But when you, it's a glimpse into portals, mm-hmm. right? It's not sequential. It's not this than that. It's just these are just I'm going to glance through and see. But what he saw was true. Mm-hmm. It was like the scene out of a, a fantasy novel, mm-hmm. but it was true. Mm-hmm. And I get, like it says, John was given words to the best that he was capable to describe the events that he's seen. But the events that he's seen, he didn't have words capable of because they weren't true to reality. They were an extra reality. They were extraterrestrial. They were extra Mm -hmm. universal, whatever the phrase would be, that he's describing these things. Yeah. And so allow that to drive you to all humility an awareness, not, well, I need to dumb it down so it makes sense to my finite mind. Right. Because it almost robs it of its power. It almost robs yeah. it of what it's trying to communicate or what it's trying to tell mm-hmm. when you try to chop it up and get mm-hmm. something like that, some applicate. Well, I'm not, not going to back well, that, you, but an application out of and that. And if you allow it, it drives you back to your awareness that there is a God. Mm-hmm. 
and there needs to be a God, and I'm not him. So when you read certain stories, what are some stories that stick out that you're like, did this really happen? That's wild. Craziest. I mean, here's. Wild We've already talked about some of the the whole Noah's flood situation. If that thing went down, that was a mess. Um. One that one that I think is kind of funny, sticking with like the the Halloweeny type, like we're in mm-hmm. October, yeah, and it <laughs> just looking at John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. If you look back there, so John the Baptist gets arrested, and the the as a tribute to the queen's daughter or somebody needed a favor from the king. The king's like anything you want. He owed her. Basically, because I think he was paying her to strip for his friends or something. Yeah. Like, it was completely inappropriate, amoral. And she's like, serve me the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Right? Like, how many jokes are made of, like, it's a head on a platter. You take the lid off and there's a head or a hand or whatever. Yeah. But then you, he literally went and chopped John the Baptist's head off, mm-hmm. sat it on a platter, and served it to this girl. To Like... Can you imagine, like, if you were sitting there, would that have been normal back then? I, I get that murder was more normalized, yeah. but, like, the dude literally walked in with a guy's head on a platter. And then there was a whole, like, finger writing on the wall. You remember that one? Yeah, the finger right on the they wall. They were all drunk, and then all of a sudden, this ghostly finger just starts, starts writing on the wall. And doesn't it tell him, like, you're going to die? Something like or that. Or something. Yeah. I forget the message. Something the king. The king is the king mm-hmm. saw it. Is it Nebuchadnezzar? Or something like that. Yeah. I don't think it was Nebuchadnezzar. Was it not? I don't think it was Nebuchadnezzar. Was it not? No. What about What's the, yours? What's what about the zombie army that we were talking, what are you talking about earlier? About? What are you talking so about? So Ezekiel when God told dropped him into the middle of the This dry bones boy. Dry bones. And then the dry bones collected themselves. And put skin and muscle on themselves and literally became zombies to help him fight, to help Ezekiel Ezekiel fight. And so zombies, everybody, newsflash. We sing worship songs about this. (laughs) Zombies are real in the Bible, as well as many dragons. Questionable. Um, So that's that. But when you read stuff like that, it kind of plays into your point. Yeah. It's hard to grasp the reality of those passages and stories. So we have to like dumb it down. Right. We have to be like, oh, well. We have to rob it of its what ridiculousness. It, what it's really saying means, yeah. but if this is a reality, if this really happened, you're robbing of its power. Like this really, like you imagine, sit, all right, put yourself. You're not Ezekiel. You're chilling. You're a farmer. You're hanging out. All of a sudden, this dude just gets drops in the middle of all these like graveyard bones yeah and all of a sudden these bones start collecting themselves and building bodies and putting skin on them and you start you then you see ezekiel standing with a bunch of zombies my first thought is wow god is awesome like that's your I first be, thought no i'm saying that's not my first thought like i'm, I'm saying based on the out. stories you've told today your first thought is let me get my friends and let's drive into the horde ain't no doubt and see if ain't, we get a picture with somebody can we selfie this can we touch can i shove you like will you fall apart can you re-die if i shoot you do you die again <laughs> i think about the old school it's mario called game the second death maybe that's what <laughs> nah i was talking about hell oh. um but, I mean, you know how crazy that, like, some of these I'm just like, 
bro, what what are they thinking? Like I always wonder that. Like, what is their mindset? We talked a little bit of this last week. We're not what going did, down what this. Did, what did Ezekiel think? He didn't know that was about to go down. That's what I'm saying. All of a sudden, he's got an army of zombies. It's, Do you it, think at any point he was know. like, are y'all with me or are y'all against me? Yeah, he's starting to doubt their loyalty to <laughs> him. Um, <laughs> but some of this stuff that happens, I'm like, mentally, are you able to comprehend what's happening because it's normal? Like, because you don't have information. It goes straight back to your point. You, you were killing it today, by the way. I just want you to know. <laughs> Straight back to your point of this is normal because we have this is what we have access to right now. Because back then, you don't have much information being shared outside yeah. of what your personal experience is. It's purely experience, purely experiments in general mm-hmm. of like what's right, what's wrong. And so you got these zombies coming up. And so to you, you're in this whole phase of like you're. Like more discovering things left and right. Yeah, it's like, well, maybe everybody has. Yeah, they got no scientific method back then, right? Maybe everybody has zombies on their zombie army or. All right, floods. Last question, then we got to wrap up for today. All right, do you think the zombies came all the way back to life that they had like basically was like a normal person, or were they just like these robotic? brain dead soldiers or did it pop back and it's like yes my name is johan i am an export with a sword johan dab it up high five let's go get them like are they like are they like buddy buddy or are they just like yeah like do they come back and there's like a normal army like y'all are sitting around a campfire do any of y'all realize hey what happened 20 minutes ago you can't remember because you were dead are they hungry were they that's a good question what do zombies eat? That's kind of wild. That's a good question. There's so know. many more questions that go with this. See, Got Question says, what does the Bible say about zombies? The short answer is no, they don't They don't exist. Wrong. Read Ezekiel. <laughs> I'm going to leave a review for Got Questions and say. About Ezekiel. Read. So we only have two reviews today, three reviews. QT Pumpkin Spice Vomit Coffee. Got questions, and we're going to get some free products off Amazon. Yes. D- deal. Anyway. All right, Josh. Any final thoughts before we wrap up today? I got nothing. I got nothing. I think everything you said today was spot on. Okay. Great conversations. Don't buy pumpkin spice QT coffee, and zombies are real. If you chug it, you never get the aftertaste. That's true. Except at the very end. So it minimizes your two-thirds ratio. I realized that while drinking it today. You just keep sipping and never get the aftertaste. True. Until the end. True. All right. Until next time, y'all have a wonderful week. Enjoy the fall weather. Head up to an apple orchard. Get you some apple donuts, some apple cider, and some Mm. fresh apples. Or make your own. Or make your own. So until next time, y'all behave yourselves. Oh. Thanks for joining us on another episode of TNJ. Don't forget to check out the links to any of our guests in the show description. And check out tattoosandjesus.org for additional show information or to submit your questions, comments, or curse words.